the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Hemp Leaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. This hour of programming is pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Wednesday, happy Flag Day, June 14th, 2023, New York City. For those of you who listened to Piscopo in the morning, you got to hear me for four hours, and here I am back again on the Idola Power Hour, but now you get the extra bonus of having Joni Pelzer with you. I'm waiting for my song. Here it comes. <laughs> Well, hello. And Joan has secured an awesome guest for us today. Joan, so you can tell them who are, who's our guest in the next segment. We will be speaking to Commissioner Breton. Nice. So, obviously, uh, the the police commissioner, Sewell, leaving uh, rather abruptly after a relatively short tenure. Um, this morning on Piscopo, I got to speak to former Commissioner Howard Safer. Now I'll get to speak to Police Commissioner Bill Bratton. I'm very much looking forward to that. Sam Bellino, are we good? Yeah, we are good. How are you doing? It's hour five of radio for you. Yeah, I do it standing on my head. Uh, not really. Um, so this hit relatively recently ago, and, it, and it's not... Uh, details are a little sketchy, but Daniel Penny, who I spoke with his lawyer, Tom Kniff, this morning on the Piscopo Show, has been indicted. He has been indicted uh, in the chokehold death of Jordan Neely. There were initial reports that the top count was man two, manslaughter in the second degree, which was which is what he was arrested on. However, they dialed that back saying it's unclear what charges he actually was indicted on. Um, I'm laboring to find that out. You know, the um, Mr. Penny, because you ultimately give the defendant the power to make the decision, decided not to testify in the grand jury. As far as we know, I don't believe he testified in the grand jury. He did something a little unorthodox, but I think effective. He made a very public statement. It was carried all over, uh, I think Tom could have said, even all over the world, in different parts of the world, where he talked about what his experience was. He basically testified on a uh, audio, on a video. Um, I'm assuming that the eyewitness testimony there was enough to cause the prosecutors to charge the jurors with the defense of self-defense, meaning they have to read them what what self-defense means, and uh, if they found that he acted in self-defense, they should not indict him. But, um, you know, there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes in every case, and that's why as a legal analyst, whether it was at Fox for a dozen years or, or at Fox 5 now or, or Inside Edition, all this stuff I do, you know, I... 
proceed with caution because doing what I do, I know that there's a lot of stuff that the public never hears and never knows about that drives a lawyer's decision, that drives the strategy. Uh, the, my biggest example is when I, I when Jose Baez did the Casey Anthony case, and everyone was ripping on him, and I wasn't. I mean, my God, what Nancy Grace didn't do to Jose Baez. And then when he got a full acquittal, you know, I didn't look like so much of an ass because I wasn't the one saying, well, you know, Jose Bias is a horrible lawyer. I said, you don't know why he's making the decisions. You don't know what he knows. Same here with Daniel Penny. We don't know why the, process, uh, the defense attorneys did not put him into the grand jury. Um, again, I think his statement was very good. Uh, what I saw, mm, I maybe would have dialed in a little more remorse from him. But in general, he, he articulated, you know, his feelings, his thoughts at the time, the fear that he had. Um, and, um, but obviously there were at least 13 jurors, grand jurors who said, no, we're going to indict him on manslaughter in the second degree. His GoFundMe account was in the thick $2 million range. I bet you that's going to jump up pretty high very, very, very quickly. Um, a lot of people feel that this case is is being overcharged. Um, even if maybe he has to be charged with something, the, the next countdown is criminally negligent homicide. So he wasn't acting recklessly when he acted the way he did, but he was acting negligently, which means he knew or should have known that what he was doing uh, could have caused the death of someone. Uh, it, but basically, that's a little... I should have worded that differently. Basically, he was negligent in not comprehending that when you're holding someone around the neck for that period of time, you could cause their death. Um, it is, um, it'll be an interesting day in the city. I wonder if the district attorney's office, if that's the outcome they really wanted. Because now they have this hot potato they have to deal with. And those of us who ride the subway, I'm going to leave here soon with Luca. I'm heading down to band practice at Rapid Pulse. I'm going to jump on the train. I'm going to jump on the D train. And I'm going to jump on the R train. But I often take the F train where this took place. And um, it's where Joni goes on the train. And, you know, there are some unsavory characters who jump on the train sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you wish there's a guy like uh, Marine, uh, United States Marine Penny to step in. No one should have died here. Uh, Penny says that. Mr. Kniff said that today. No one should have died here. But. You know, people, every, for every action, there's a reaction. I think that's somewhere in the laws of physics. And I think the witnesses are all going to be consistent that um, Jordan was um, acting in a very aggressive, scary way. And Daniel Penny reacted. So um, we'll see what happens. I do want to talk a little bit about President Trump's um, indictment and um, the fact that I had a tiff today with um, one of my... With one of my um, colleagues here. A heated discussion. Yeah, Joan was here. Discourse. So Diana Fabi Sampson, she is one of the partners here at Idala Bertuna and Cammons. And her sister, Terry Fabi, was my um, supervisor in the DA's office. And we have a very good relationship. And Terry listens to the show all the time. And Diana sees me today. She goes, Terry said she was annoyed. She was annoyed about what you said about the Trump indictment. And, and Diana and I got into it. And she insulted me by saying I was just towing the, I think she said I was towing the company line by saying that the Manhattan case is a weak case and the Florida case is a strong case. And I 
snapped out. I said, really? Like, I haven't seen hundreds of Manhattan indictments to know which ones are solid and which ones aren't. And I haven't seen hundreds now of federal indictments. And I don't know which ones are hogwash and which ones are solid. And we got into it back and forth. And she kept saying, that's not the point. The point is not the legality of it all. The point is that this is a political prosecution. And it's only they only uh, going after him because it's Trump. And I said, that's the obvious. I said, people could listen to anyone on the airwaves and get that information. I'm the only practicing lawyer who practices in the state courthouse where Trump is being uh, uh, prosecuted. I'm the only lawyer practice regularly in like regularly, like uh, uh, every day I'm working on a, a federal criminal case. So I know this stuff inside and out. If they want to hear just the political stuff, tune into every other radio host who's just talking about politics. I'm trying to Getting take it. From, I'm trying to take it from a, a legal angle. And if you put blinders on and you just look at the New York State indictment, people in the state of New York versus John Doe, the New York State indictment by Alvin Bragg is weak and it's not powerful at all. And it, it's it's almost they made things up out of whole cloth. But if you look at the federal indictment, um, it is it is much more powerful. It's a much stronger indictment. Is this politically motivated? Absolutely. Should it be? No. Should the justice system be participating in selective prosecution? Absolutely not. But those are all obvious statements that you're going to hear over and over again, 24-7 all over the airways. I'm trying to provide to you some legal insight based on experience, based on education, based on knowledge. To give you a little bit more, a little bit more about what the real essence of this is besides the political stuff. There are better people who could talk about politics than I am. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have Police Commissioner Bratton coming on right after this quick commercial to talk about what it's like to be the police commissioner and leave as the police commissioner and what should be done to find a new police commissioner. It's Flag Day. Go wave your flag. It's Wednesday, June 14th. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses in nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done Text RON to 99799 and I'll send you my free training. I promise you I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799 and again RON to 99799. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you trade in your owned or leased vehicle and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda for their quality and their service. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. 
plus what I was talking about. Receive $1,000 when you turn in your owned vehicle or your leased vehicle and purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from them, they want your car. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details and 630-2023. Relief factor. Pain relief. It's natural pain relief that works. And pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. For nearly 100 years, folks have trusted Blue Star medicated ointment to relieve the pain and itching of almost any skin irritation. It works on my son's dry itching feet and their jock itch. I had this rash on my neck. Nothing worked until Blue Star. Blue Star worked great on my ringworm without steroids. My wife and I have been using Blue Star for years. It's never let us down. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast for your money back. Okay, folks, exciting news from Connors and Sullivan. We all know that we need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will. We know we need to address our estate plan. And how are you going to do that? Our friends at Connors and Sullivan are getting give you a free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, June 19th at Buckley's Restaurant in Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe and 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June 22nd at Connolly's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, June 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. 718-238-6500. And as Mike Connors always says the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. so excited about our next guest, a guest really who needs no introduction because I only have a little time with him. And if I start reading his resume, we'll be here for the whole segment of uh, New Yorkers like myself who are who are at my age in their 50s know what New York City was like before Commissioner Bill Bratton stepped in and what it was like uh, at the end of his tenure. And then once again, under the de Blasio uh, administration, welcome back to the show. Commissioner Bill Bratton. How are you, sir? I'm well, Arthur. Thank you for having me back. I got to watch your beautiful wife on CBS News this morning doing some legal analysis, and that's always a pleasure. Yeah, she's, she's pretty much worn out from all the uh, the Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, always, I make sure I stop whatever I'm doing and listen because I always learn from her because she's a uh, she's the, the creme de la creme of, of legal analysts. So uh, certainly is. Obviously, yeah, I'm, Commissioner, you know, you shouldn't litigate with her about anything like throwing the garbage. I'm sure you know that by now. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I know my limitations. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about limitations. 
Uh, I know you've been you've been all over the place uh, the last couple of days because people want to pick your brain because you're one of the very few people who can speak about what it's like to be the commissioner of New York, the New York City Police Department, and what it's like to maybe have some issues with your mayor and depart. <clears throat> so I'm just going to I'm going to hand off the baton to Police Commissioner Bill Bratton to talk about the departure of Commissioner Sewell. Well, it's an unfortunate departure that uh, uh, I can't say that I know her well. I've only interacted with her on several occasions. But uh, individuals that have worked with her in the department that uh, I know well uh, all speak very highly of her, as reflected in the news accounts that we've seen the last couple of days about her, uh, her integrity, her commitment to the men and women of the department, the commitment to the public. Uh, a relatively unknown uh, individual prior to her appointment as commissioner. She had been chief of detectives in a long time, a uh, member of the Nassau Police Department, but was really not known outside of Nassau County. She quickly made a mark here in the uh, city of New York. Interestingly enough, uh, 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 that uh, she very seldom dealt with the press, that uh, she really did not like or feel comfortable dealing with the press. And about the only time you saw her were at major news conferences when unfortunately it was a crisis, uh, a new program to announce. But did very few one-on-ones with the media, uh, very much unlike any of her predecessors. It almost comes with the territory that part of your job is to communicate with the media who then communicate in your behalf to the public and to the department. So her uh, leaving... Uh, uh, is, I think, a significant loss for the city, the department, for the mayor. Uh, mayor had committed to appoint a woman uh, uh, as police commissioner. He was fortunate. The woman he appointed uh, basically had all the capabilities uh, necessary to do the job in what is a very tough job. Uh, we will probably never know uh, why she left when she did and how she did. Uh, I I'd be amazed if she basically makes any additional comment uh, about uh, what went on in the department or what prompted a decision. Uh, she keeps her cards very close to the chest. Yeah, that uh, that's your, you know, Commissioner, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I am curious. You know, we, we spoke about her experience and um, lack thereof regarding the NYPD. I would think that if I was appointed to that position, Literally, you know, one of the first phone calls I would make would have been to you and said, hi, Commissioner Bratton. This is the almost brand new commissioner. Uh, Sewell, you know, can we go grab a cup of coffee and can I just pick your brain about this? That that did not happen. That did not happen, but we don't know that it did not happen with others. Again, she's very, uh, very private person and a very public job. So who she may have interacted with to get advice from or uh, to, to learn from. Uh, that we don't know. Probably never will know. It, uh, I met with her uh, shortly after she was appointed, about an hour or so, in my office just to talk about my experiences as a commissioner both times. But uh, we did not have a continuing dialogue. And, uh, uh, again, who she relied on for advice, even within the department, as to who her confidants are in the department or were in the department, uh, that's not well known, and uh, which is always very interesting. It's usually the consigliere is, is known and, you know, who are the power brokers. But as far as her immediate circle of uh, 
confidants. Uh, I don't think anybody really knows that. Well, it seems like I mean, the rumors are that um, you know the power brokers were the ones who were maybe usurping her power, and that's why you know she's she's hanging it in. Um, Commissioner, in pre- preparation for this interview, I read an uh, an article regarding an interview you gave to CNBC, I think in 2018, talking about your departure from the Giuliani administration and you know your regrets about how that transpired, which seems to be a little the exact opposite of the rumors we're hearing here. Seawell, uh, Commissioner Seawell, seems like her power was being diminished and yours, under your uh, scenario, your power was, was growing so greatly and so powerfully. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, first off, you need to explain the term power. Uh, the press reports that have come out from uh, different sources this past couple of days, and it's only been a couple of days, uh, indicate that uh, the traditional powers that a police commissioner has, that uh, she was not able to wield them freely, that there was a great deal of uh, control from the mayor, and the mayor makes uh, no bones about the fact he is a a micromanager. But there are uh, others uh, in the department who are referenced that uh, Bill Banks, my former chief of department, who was the uh, deputy mayor for public safety, has some uh, role in the department and between the department and the mayor. Uh, A number of the super chiefs uh, who have been in the department for many years and have many, many years of relationships with the mayor uh, evidently had some influence, maybe more influence than the commissioner herself, who did not know the mayor, evidently, before her appointment. So coming into the department, uh, based on these media reports we've looked at the last couple of days, that... uh, she was somewhat hamstrung by the fact there were many people who, including some who had been contenders for the job that she got, uh, who were still in the department in positions of power and influence and had 20, 15, 20 year relationships with the mayor uh, and continue those relationships. So power, uh, the power that you're referencing, one of the reasons I left uh, the Giuliani administration after 27 months was that in my second year with him, after all the successes we had had the first year, that uh, uh, we began to grow apart. A lot of that had to do with the growing media attention to the successes we were having, and that a lot of that media attention was focused on me and my team. And you know many members of that team, not familiar to a lot of your audience probably, but John Timoney, Jack Maple, John Miller, Louis Annamone. I had a Super Bowl team working for me. Yes, you did. I had been allowed to select them all. Giuliani didn't pick any of them. That uh, he let me pick my team, and uh, that team created uh, basically a structure that has lasted through today. Comstat, uh, a lot of the reorganization of the department. Uh, I don't think this commissioner was allowed to pick a team. They were already there when she arrived. Uh, her first deputy, uh, chiefs of the department. That uh, so she didn't come in with the luxury that I've, all, that I've always had to pick my own team. That, uh, and that's not to say there weren't many good people in the NYPD, but were they in the right place? Uh, were they the right people for her? Um, we don't know, because in some respects, I say we don't know, because they've had some success. That One of the things that uh, we have to thank her for, her and the mayor, because there's focus on crime, crime has been uh, reduced for the first time now in several years after going up dramatically. It's still up overall, 
but murders, shootings are down this year versus last year. Uh, still much higher than they were back in 18, 19. But good news is the meds began to change. She got the cops working again. The number of summonses and arrests are up. And by all accounts, uh, the, the cops and the civilians in the department uh, really enjoyed working for her. She inspired them. She supported them. And uh, that's critically important. The fact that the PBA and the Detectives Endowment Association gave us such glowing praise uh, after her announcement. Uh, you don't get that all that often uh, as a commissioner going out the door from your unions. And so in this very short period of time, she quite obviously, within the department, impressed a lot of people. Well, again, Commissioner, I know I only have you for another minute, but what's next? What what goes into the decision, and, and how does Eric Adams, as much as he's a micromanager, he's also running the city, so how does a, a police commissioner get chosen? Does he, you know, task Phil well, Banks with that? Does he have his own private list somewhere? There, there are several processes. My understanding, uh, uh, based on a couple of conversations this morning, is he's already tasked Phil Banks to lead this, this to search. Uh, and that's ironic because there's much speculation that Banks might be considered for the position. Uh, but in any event, uh, this, that search would either be within the department, a lot of talent in the department, and the fastest selection would be somebody who's already there, familiar with, with the mayor wants to go with the organization, familiar with the team that's already in place. Uh, the longer process and the one that would put uh, more, more risk into the selection process is going outside doing the so-called national search. And uh, that comes with great risk because the individual coming in would have to learn the organization, have to learn the players, have to learn about the mayor. Uh, my, my sense is that he's going to go for a quick appointment. Uh, the department can't function without uh, a leader. Uh, for long, and particularly at this juncture where they're just beginning to change the momentum of crime, move it back instead of it having it increase. You don't want to lose that momentum by leaving a leadership void at the top for too long. Uh, the issue going in, however, is people coming in from within the department understand the mayor's desire to be hands-on and uh, understand that may have caused problems with the outgoing commissioner. People from outside the department may uh, also learn about that uh, uh, idea of a mayor that wants to be very much hands-on and may decide to stay where they are rather than take the risk of coming into a situation that uh, Commissioner Sewell found herself in. Well, obviously, whoever actually, comes sport, in... Sport, sport. All I was going to say, Commissioner, is whoever comes in has got to set some ground rules, I would think, you know, from, from the very beginning about how... You know, the department will be run under their leadership. Well, as you know, you basically got to set those rules right at the get-go. You can't, can't take a job and then try to negotiate once you got the job. You got to have to do it at the, at the beginning. I've learned that uh, throughout the many assignments I've had over the years. So, so what everybody wants to know, everybody wants to know, Commissioner Bratton, in my law firm, people I travel with, will Commissioner Bill Bratton's name be on that short list to be the next commissioner of the city of New York? I mean, the third time could be an extra charm. No, it, it will not. I joked this morning on an earlier interview that uh, Ricky, my wife, uh, you know very well, would kill me. That, uh, <laughs> and so I would, not, I would not want to start off the term dead and then adding to the city's crime rate right from the get-go. So, no, uh, I have no interest uh, uh, in taking that job. I certainly have an interest in the success of the NYPD and the mayor and the city. But, uh, no, in terms of then they had done that. Uh, then, they, then they had done that twice. 
But and, and, then, and then and then in Boston and then in LA. So yeah, I think uh, you've you've gotten your fill. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. That uh, but I I'm hoping that there'll be a quick appointment because that organization it having led it twice and been intimate with it for 30 years, it needs leadership and uh, it benefits from strong leadership. And uh, uh, hopefully the mayor, when he makes the next appointment, basically brings in a strong leader and brings in a leader that he's comfortable with giving uh, more control over the organization that uh, day to day. Okay, Police Commissioner Bill Bratton, I can't thank you enough. I know how in demand you are, and thank you for uh, for joining us uh, this afternoon. It's uh, it's an exciting Wednesday night here in the city of New York. Some may argue that the police commissioner's position, especially during these times, is as uh, powerful or as important as the mayor's position. So getting your perspective is absolutely priceless. Thank you so much, Commissioner Bratton. Good talking with you. All the best. Bye-bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Is social media addictive? Uh, Dr. Marty McCary joins Kevin McCullough, yours truly, tonight at 7 to break down this and other important items of wellness. It's Wellness Wednesday brought to you by Balance of Nature, right here, starting at 7. Everybody, it's Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, 7 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Walker page, Bishop Hez on IG, and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. And graduation season is here, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts schools, television stations, they're all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, the National Court Reporters Association partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala, Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. 
In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I love myself. Well, you know, ego has a lot to do with all the police commissioner stuff as well as um, being a productive leader, I will tell you that um, it was a thrill for me to speak to Police Commissioner Bratton on the air. I, you know, I, I know Ricky, his wife, a lot better than I know the commissioner, uh, but he's, he's a consummate gentleman, and he had unbelievable success in Boston, uh, Los Angeles, and twice here in New York. Um, and I just want to say, you know, I was in the district attorney's office when he became, when he became the, uh, the commissioner. And the people he spoke about was Lou Anamone was the chief of the department. Um, I believe Jack Maples was the first, um, was the first, whatever uniform, uh, non-uniform guy is right behind him, like first deputy commissioner. And um, John Miller, the storied, uh, at the time, I'm pretty sure CBS reporter, left the media to go and join the NYPD. And uh, they did come up with this comp stat. And just to let you know how much that we're talking about, nineteen ninety four, and um, to give you an example how technology has evolved, in nineteen ninety four in the Brooklyn DA's office in my bureau, which I don't know had thirty lawyers, there was either one or maybe there were two computers for the whole bureau. So computer, there was no internet, there was no online. It was just you use the computer to like store things and print things, and um, they created this thing called CompStat, and it's computer statistics. That's basically what it stood for. And what they did was they just took where crimes were taking place and they put them in a computer and they put them on a map, 
And there used to be these meetings, these CompStat meetings that were like, I don't know, it's seven in the morning at one police plaza. And I think they were once a week, but it would focus on a different area. So one week it was Brooklyn South, and one week it was Brooklyn North, and one week it was the Bronx, and you know different areas of the Bronx and Queens, and and Lou Animal, the chief of department, I remember him because I had to go at certain points just to observe, and they would call the XOs of the precincts to the carpet, like why you know so let's just say a particular precinct would only go to the comps that meeting like once a month. So that you go in the beginning of June and then you'd have four weeks and you come back at the beginning of July and they would look at the statistics. So, you know, why did the robberies go up? Why did the burglaries go up? What are you doing? What manpower? I mean, they really, really dug deep with the nitty gritty uh, of the details. You want to talk about being a micromanager and um, the, they, the, Word around the campfire was these meetings were like scary. I mean, I, that, not for us because as prosecutors we just watched. Um, but when you were the XO man, you had to have your act together to get called to the carpet with the police commissioner there and and all the other individuals I spoke with. I believe Jack Maples, who passed away at a very young age, was the architect of the whole CompStat um, uh, program. And as you heard the police commissioner, police commissioner Bratton just say, it's still in existence today. And it's, you know, I, I'm not taking anything away, but it's a relatively you know simple approach. It's just like, let's see where con- crime is concentrated and then let's concentrate our police forces there. And um, and it worked. I mean, the bottom line is it worked. Um, I could have easily and, and I don't know if if. He would ever do it, but I mean, I could sit with Bratton for a whole show and just talk about his whole career and, and you know, because he served 20 years apart, right? He served in the, the beginning of the Giuliani administration and then the beginning of the de Blasio administration. And he was so highly thought of in the city that when de Blasio was running for mayor and everyone's like, oh, who's this lefty guy, whatever, he made sure he ran on the fact that Bill Bratton had already agreed to be the police commissioner. Um, and that was, in my opinion, anyway, that was a, a big factor um, that, that helped Mayor de Blasio. So I just wanted to kind of get the thrill of living as a very, very young lawyer. I mean, I was as green as green could get when that was going on. Um, but I was I was a part of that, you know, a very distant part of it. But I watched it happen. I, I was at the con- I think I went to only two, but I went to two CompStat meetings. I watched it in real time and it was fascinating. And um, and as I said, it, it worked and it's still to some degree working today. So it's it's interesting times. So now I'm going to make a big leaf leap to go from talking about crime and the city and the police commissioner to talking to my friend Jason who is the mastermind. So you could say Bratton is the mastermind of crime and Jason is becoming the mastermind of of health here in uh, the state of New York, not just the city, because he's the man behind Hemp Leaf and all of those wonderful products. As my, my Aunt Connie tells me, you know, and my second mother, you know, it's all about your health. And part of your health is taking care of your skin and taking care of your immune system and taking care of your sore and aching muscles and obviously being clean. And Jason has covered all of that with his hemp leaf products. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, but you can't leave out my partner, Ray, because he's he's really the mastermind, but I'm doing well. All right. Well, you know, Ray's not here today, so you get all the accolades, okay? He's off just, you know, being Ray. So, um, you know, talk to me uh, about um, your products and 
if you're looking at a human being, whether it be an adult or a child, how throughout the course of the day um, your products come into their lives? So I'm going to focus on you because you're the only one that I know that talks as much as they do about this product and the way that they do. All right. I guess that's a good thing. And it's genuine and it's sincere. I can tell you that. No, that's that definitely for sure. So basically the, the way that I would look at it is a day in your life is a uh, night before uh, you take some of our body butter and you put it on so that uh, your head's moisturized, your skin's moisturized, and the next day you wake up. And then next morning when you take your shower and uh, you can uh, put on our, our black soap and wash your body from head to toe. And if you feel so lucky, you can use our shampoo even though you don't need it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Actually, I did use a little shampoo the other day. Just, I don't know, I just felt like it. I thought, well, let me see how this feels on my bald head. Well, I figured you'd try. Then when you get out, if, uh, if, if your kids aren't around, you can air dry and then uh, put some body butter on and moisturize your skin. And throughout the day as you're going, uh, you know, you can keep moisturizing as, as you need. We're actually going to be coming out with our uh, a sunscreen so you can put that yeah, on any that, part of your body. That, that I definitely need. No, we'll definitely get you those samples without a doubt. And then, you know, after a long day of uh, playing with your kids and running around and you got your sore muscles, uh, you can put on some Icy Pot. And if your feet are bothering you because you've been walking miles, of, you know, every day, you can use the Helixer. And then if you really feel like you're, you're drained, uh, we're, we're going to get you some samples of our new uh, performance gel, which is uh, an energy-boosting gel. It's uh, all natural, all, all not no preservative energy gel that you can take and give, you, give yourself some energy to play with your kids. And then uh, at night, uh, you put on your body butter. And uh, if you're feeling under the weather or you're feeling like you just picked up something during the day, you might want to use some of the elixir and uh, clean out your body from the inside out. Talk to you about this this power gel stuff that that you sure. So so we've been playing around with uh, uh, some sports gels out there that we find are on the market, and we're finding that they're using a lot of ingredients that we didn't like. So an energy gel is is used in athlete you know, endurance athletes or just people who need an energy boost, and it's a uh, it's about a forty gram little packet. You stick it in your mouth, you swallow it, and about five to ten minutes later, you're going to feel like you're getting your energy back because we're giving you glucose and we're giving you uh, a lot of vitamins that uh, you know, your body needs every day. And the glucose is going to, you know, if you're not diabetic, because if you're diabetic, it's going to spike your sugar. But if you're not diabetic, you know, you can take one of these gels and, and boost your energy. We're, we're actually going to start promoting it to runners, bikers, athletes, MMA fighters, all different types of high endurance sports. Oh, well, that's, that is fantastic. When do you expect that to be released? So we're sampling it now. Um, we're putting out uh, about four different flavors. Uh, we're going to have apple, uh, pomegranate, blueberry, and uh, mango. And that's uh, what everyone's been liking. We've we sampled a lot of other flavors, but those are the ones that came out the most. And uh, within, I'd say, about two or three months, we'll be in full production. Okay. Well, I think that is great. Um, I will I will look forward to trying all of your products. As you said, as you said I have these little kids I'm always running around after. So, um I, you know, I, I would appreciate any kind of extra energy. And um, thank you for keeping me healthy. Thank you for keeping my skin all nice and shiny and smooth. And um, I guess we'll be hanging out with you next week. No, definitely. We'll definitely see you next week. And uh, we'll get some products in your hands. You can try them firsthand. All right. There you go. You got Jason. Don't don't leave out Ray. Ray's not here, but we're still talking to, we're still talking to Jason from Hemp Leaf. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business with vacations to Italy and now Hawaii, Spain, and Greece, too. I want you to join Joe Piscopo, our very own Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and Joe have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites, and a private, fun-filled dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Next, you fly to Sicily for three nights in Taromina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca, Forza de Argo, for sites of actual filming events from the iconic movie The Godfather. A wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 or visit perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Little Billy Joel action. 1980 started a six-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with Glass Houses. This was the song I danced to in Miss Mary Lou's New School of Dance when I did my uh, when I had to practice doing like flaps and shuffles. But more importantly, since I think I forget, Sibelia uh, told me who it was. This is Flag Day, and it's been Flag Day for a long time. And I love the flag. I'm wearing it on my lapel pin. We have flags all over. The, it's also President Trump's 77th birthday. And at the very beginning of the show, I um, I, I went off on a little bit of a rant because of someone who I, I really respect and think is wonderful. Um, Like she kind of insulted me and hurt my feelings. So I went off on a rant and Joan was very smart and fair. And she brought Diana in now to she's get a little bit of a rebuttal because um, Diana, you know, you said that I only I was only focusing on the law and I was missing the big picture. What'd you say? I'm focusing on like a, a tree and a forest or grain. Focusing on the ant in the, the ant. corner of the room when the entire apartment is overwhelmed by cockroaches. Okay. And that's the cockroaches in this whole matter are so apparent. So who are the and cockroaches, Diana? Fox? It's, it's just it's it's a weaponized Justice Department. It's we, we saw that the FBI had been weaponized at the beginning of the of the Trump term. I mean, it's just it's disturbing. It's we, very they disturbing. Weaponized? You say, oh, it's just like any John Doe. It's not. This is like the seat of our government. This is the political process, capital P. Was it weaponized P. when Comey took the, the stage and said, we're still looking at Hillary's emails and handed Donald Trump the election? Was that weaponized? He That didn't hand Donald Trump oh, the you, election. Oh, okay. That so is Diana... 
Okay, you can't curse, Diana. I'm sorry. Diana, what? I'm not a radio person. Oh, well, you, well, you, you don't know you can't curse? I apologize. Oh, my world. God. Thank you, Sam Bolin. I got I, it. I don't I got want, it. I, okay, he got it. Oh, my gosh. What kind of potty mouth do you have? You're worse than Lawrence. Anyway, um, no, wait, wait, wait. Why wasn't that? You don't think? Excuse me. Why are you? Comey gave her a pass. Do you remember? Yeah, but, but do he you remember? Oh, Comey allowed her to destroy your cell phone. Af- Excuse me. Af- after he, pu- after he, pull- after he pulled the election away from her. Are you going to look at me in a straight face and say that a couple of days before, a week before the election, him saying we found a laptop and there's more uh, emails that she was hiding? You don't think that had any influence on the election? Really you may be the only person in the country who feels that way. You know how you frustrate me? Well, again, you are in this, like, bubble yeah, of we a got, certain got, viewpoint. Okay? What, what bubble am I in? I am in what bubble am I in? The New York City bubble. The New York City bubble. Okay, so I mean, tell go me. Go out of New York City and, and, and breathe the air of the, of the common folk with common sense. And the common folk with common sense think that the case in Florida where Donald Trump submitted paperwork through his lawyer and said, we've turned over everything after a due diligence search and they convince a judge, a federal judge, to sign a warrant and they go in and there's boxes everywhere in plain view. In his home. Okay, and you're not allowed to have me. When you saw, when you tell the feds, I gave you everything, and then you lied. Get up on your soapbox about a stupid process crime against a president of the United States, okay? Regarding a matter that they had no business sending subpoenas and making demands, and they wouldn't have done it to Obama or Hillary. They've. What about Bill? They indicted Bill. I'm not indicted. They impeached Bill. Over what? Over what? An impeachment is a political process. But did it have anything to do with government? now again, apples and oranges. A p- impeachment is a political process by definition. The Justice Department is supposed not supposed to be engaging in political prosecutions. That's different. Well, okay, I agree with you. I I, what, I don't know if you heard me say this. I said this at the end of of my first segment. Here is, I know you were annoyed at me, and maybe your sister was because I wasn't talking about the political aspect of this. But number one, it's been beaten to death. I mean, you just turn on every TV show, wherever you go, it's, everyone says it. I mean, look, the Democrat, the New York Times ran a, a, a cover story about it's a political prosecution. No, you can't say it's not a political prosecution. I am just trying to educate listeners that of what the law is and what's a real case and what's a fake case. Look, the Manhattan DA's case is totally made up. It's is, legal mumbo jumbo. There is no doubt that Trump is his own worst enemy. However, Thank you. I say... There is a proviso here. I do not trust this Justice Department, and I'm waiting to see what exculpatory information is, has, is, has not come to light. What look could at, be exculpatory? We, we don't have... No, look tell, at, tell me. Wait, give me an example. Me. I'll give you an example. The January 6th speech he gave. I mean, for, That's not for exc- months... Uh, no, no, about the me. current case. I'm, I'm making an analogy. Who are you, Espo? Listen to me. favorite thing, an analogy. Yeah, make an okay. analogy. The, the, the speech where he said, don't, don't do anything violent. You know, they cut uh, that no, part he didn't out. Say no, he did not say that. He said to go peacefully protest. Okay. He didn't fine. say Same don't thing. do anything. He right. said peace. Well, what does peaceful mean? Okay, but I it's, didn't forget. It's, it's didn't. different than giving someone saying in order don't do anything okay. violent. But I that's not the point. better, actually. Uh, okay. Be peaceful. Okay. That, okay? that is not the point. But they cut that part out, okay. and they ran something We're talking to give them No, I the want the exculpatory is, evidence I'm, regarding the Florida case. I wouldn't know it, right? Well, no, dream it up. Dream it up. What is the best? 
want to see the. I want. I want to see what we see. Got what here. I can tell you what we got here. He, they, yeah. his lawyers Arthur, wrote down notes Arthur. saying, "Oh my God, you're buying, you're buying this novella, hook, hook, line, and sinker." Novella. It's, a, it, it's, it's, it's a, forty-nine it's pages with, pe- uh, with pictures in it. We know what indictments are, okay? Ham sandwiches. Let's just see. Let's just see, okay? Oh, so that's what you're going with? Let's get see. That's what defense attorneys say in opening statements when they know they have no defense. Ladies and gentlemen, Joy, can you keep an open mind? Arthur, Arthur. Why don't you just wave your opening statement? Why don't you just do that? Arthur, we're not even we're not at the trial stage yet. They just, okay, but that's, that's an indictment. That's, that's all there is. It's not evidence, is And it? there's charges, and he's in, he's in federal court, and they don't indict someone in federal oh, court. They don't. Uh, no, unless they, they know they're going to win. Why is their conviction rate 92%? Why? Because everyone they're indicting well, they is they don't gonna... usually indict presidents, do they? So no. let's see. We're okay. in a whole new territory Listen, now. Can we agree that this is a political prosecution? Absolutely. Okay. Can we agree that is a case that if it goes to a jury, it is a real, it's a case where the prosecutor can win? I don't know where we'll win. be by the time it's in front of a jury. I okay. don't know. How I, would I don't you... know. I'm not going to say that right now. How would you, f- you won't say whether he's going to get convicted or not? I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't know. Okay. How would you feel if the judge sets a motion schedule and sets a trial schedule and she sets the trial for after the presidential election? You cool with that? She's like, okay, I'm I am not, not cool with anything about this. Okay, but, but what, okay. If she says, what if she says, I am not going to allow this trial to interfere with the presidential election? I'm putting the trial on for February of 2025. Well, then they've accomplished what they set out to accomplish. How did they accomplish it? He's going to, it's uh, interfering. He could campaign. You have a nominee that's under indictment. So so what? Everyone loves Trump. Arthur, as you know, I do not want him to be the Republican nominee. However, I do not think that this is a proper tactic to, you know, to neutralize political opponent. I agree with you 100%. All I disagree with you on is whether or not it's a re- whether it's a real case. I don't know what and real means. Okay. It, it, I can tell you what real is not the Manhattan DA's office case. That's a case that's made up out of whole cloth. Okay. Right. You know, you were out of order today. You insulted me. <laughs> but then you but you did apologize. I did. You did apologize. All right. Okay. We're wrapping up a wonderful Wednesday night here on the Idola Power with Diana Fabi <laughs> Sampson, Police Commissioner Bratton. A great night. We'll see you tomorrow live and local on the Idola Power Hour. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons PC. The preceding hour of programming was pre-recorded. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.